Welcome to the Modern Yogi Podcast. An exploration of ancient wisdom. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome. We are on episode number 51. Thank you for joining us. I mean, to be honest, when I started this whole thing, I didn't know how many episodes we would make it up to. And last episode, we were at 50. So I'm really proud. A big oh milestone. I'm really proud. Next episode, will be at one year of doing this. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, th- I thought you would be like, next episode is 52. And I was like, good job, Priya. <laughs> <laughs> you can count. That's but good funny. job. One year Aww. of doing it. Good point. Good point. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We are, yeah, awesome. just so grateful for this opportunity to talk about what we love, to be all connected in this through service. We believe in this. This text has changed our lives. So we're so happy to be able to engage in the conversation that started how 5,000 years ago, right? On the battlefield of Kurukshetra with Krishna and Arjuna. And we're just partaking in this ongoing conversation, which is so relevant and applicable into our day-to-day life. Yeah. And the conversation is very deep too. So there are times where we're going to get into some really heavy things. So if there's any comments, questions, concerns, please let us know. Send us a DM at Modern Yogi Podcast. At Modern Yogi podcast Podcast. on instagram and we will be sure to get back to you and answer those questions yes all right um we are on chapter seven so quick recap of our last episode yes basically i mean it's it's been kind of on the same theme we've been moving pretty slowly so if you Mm -hmm. watched the last episode you know we're just talking about the qualities of krishna uh who he is what the universe comprises of how it, it just all the minute details of who krishna is we're just trying to get to know better who he is and right. just develop that connection. Um, and yeah. last episode we talked about sex, sex life. baby. Yeah, we talked <laughs> about, talk about you and me. <laughs> we did talk about it, which we is did. not contrary to religious so, principles. Yeah. That's right. And if you are curious, you can go check it out. But for now, we're going to start on chapter seven, text 12. Yes. All right. Yes. Invocation, ladies, please. Om Jnana Timirandasya Jnana Shalakaya Shakshurun militam yena, tasmai shri gurave namaha. Translation, I was born in the darkest ignorance and my spiritual master opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances unto him. Beautiful. And what rang in my ears is Krishna is the intelligence in man. So... He is giving us the intelligence. We're sincerely through these invocation prayers asking to be able to dive deeper in our knowledge, in our um, realizations, and just really discover the magic in this text that will come to life the more we surrender. Beautifully said. I want to snap. That was poetry. Oh. That was really good. I enjoyed that. All right. Priya Darshani, take it away. Text number 12. Know that all states of being be they of goodness, passion, or ignorance, are manifested by my Krishna's energy. I, Krishna, am, in one sense, everything, but I am independent. I, Krishna, am not under the modes of material nature, for they, on the contrary, are within me, Krishna. So, right, we've talked about in this world, everything's governed by these modes, these gunas, goodness, passion, ignorance, and they come in different shades, varieties, flavors that exist within everything and everyone. Like places, goodness, name a goodness place. The lake, nature, temple. Love it, great. Name a passion place. The club. 
Stop Central stench. stench. Central what stench. Central stench. I was going to say central station and then you said something else and my mouth just got Central confused. stench. <laughs> um, central station. Like we're yeah. central station. Like train. Yeah. Train station. Yeah. It's fashion. All right, you ready? Ignorance. The club at like 4 a.m. when everyone's wasted and lying around just <laughs> totally out of it. Yeah. Um, like um, video game Dan. Oh my god, yeah. When they're like zombies. <laughs> you know, they're just like everyone's they're, playing video games and they're like Oh my god, yeah. that's such a good I, I know I'm putting a face that you can't yeah. see on the audio. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine just like, oh uh, yeah. I'm gonna. Like when you're you know, like a place uh-huh. where they just do this for hours and hours and hours and hours. Like that's a really good example. Zombie Very good out. example. Yeah. yeah. And so anything can be in this. So food can be in goodness, passion, ignorance, places like music. we just talked about music, um, people. people. Um, well, people have different percentages people. of yes. it, but Yes. But everything in this world can be put into these three categories of goodness, passion, and ignorance. And they're not stagnant categories. Like we're trying to elevate our consciousness and do things that attract more mode of goodness, being in a lifestyle where we can <clears throat> go within. So a lot of our spiritual life depends on how well we can arrange our material lives to make room for spiritual growth. Mm. Yeah. So in this, in this particular text, Krishna is saying that because of his energy... Goodness, fashion, and ignorance exist. But mm-hmm. there's a very big but here. He's saying, I am independent. I am not controlled yeah. by them. I am not, you know, because all of us are controlled by them. And what that means is like, if we're feeling passionate, we might be like, oh, I got to eat. I got to do this. I got to do that. I gotta, mm-hmm. You know, like you might have that kind of energy. If you're feeling mode of ignorance, you're like, oh, I'm so tired. I just feel like not so good. I, right. right. All of these things affect us on a daily. But Krishna saying, I'm independent. These things don't affect me. If anything, they come from me. So like, right. We've talked about Krishna as the source of everything. Everything comes from him, even the bad stuff that we have. But that's why we're breaking down his energies because we talk about his superior energy and his inferior energy. So everything in the material world comes from his inferior external energy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't affect him. It comes from him, but it's not that's not who he is. Then our souls and that purity, that comes from his superior internal nature because Krishna is full of knowledge, bliss, eternality. He's not those material things, but that's why I love how they break down the internal inferior nature or energy and the external, or sorry, I got that backwards. Mm. The internal superior nature or the external inferior energy. Okay, so I wanted to give this example. So basically, I have a corn analogy. Okay, corn. So yeah, corn. Just, just stay like with the me. vegetable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, vegetable. Just okay. Checking. So what Chris is trying to say, okay, that he is not affected by goodness, passion, ignorance. So right. like, let's say that there's three things in front of him. Let's say that there is like corn, which is goodness, right? Healthy, fresh. Just gro- why are you laughing? I'm not laughing. <laughs> okay. I got. Right, I'm, right. I'm listening. I'm right. listening. So corn, right? Krishna can eat the corn, not be affected. Yeah. And then if he's you know feeling a little bit more passionate, he can eat ah flaming hot Cheetos. Okay, right? <laughs> okay, but he's not going to have but... diarrhea. Okay, the point. Just let me finish the analogy. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. He can eat the flaming hot Cheetos, not be affected. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. And then let's just say there's moldy Cheetos. Okay. If either one of us, any one of us, eat the moldy Cheetos, Mm. we're going to get sick. 
We're probably gonna have to take an uh, antibiotics. We're gonna have to. We're gonna. Something. It's like some. It's like it's gonna come out all ends. It's not gonna be good for us, right? <laughs> but Lord. Krishna can eat any one of these three, and he'll be fine. Whereas if we eat, you know, the either the passionate flaming hot Cheetos or the, the rotten. Ignorant, what was the last one? The, the, <laughs> ignorant, the Cheetos. Moldy Cheetos. Yeah, the moldy Cheetos. That's what I said. <laughs> if we eat the moldy Cheetos, we're it's just not gonna be good for our body. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's essentially that's what this verse that's is exactly talking about. That's exactly what right? the verse is oh, saying. Nailed it. But we wow. need the win. <laughs> Thank you. Solo clap. Appreciate that. I'll be here all week, guys. There Just we go. <laughs> Uh, Wait, what else? Anything else, guys? That's it. I mean, he's just saying he's not really affected by them. He is a creator. They come from him. We are affected. He is not. He is independent. Right. They come from him, but he's not affected by them. That's it. That's kind of the gist of this one. Nailed yeah. it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anything Stuck else you want to add? <laughs> the landing. <laughs> All right. Text 13, Shama Sangeeta. All right. 13. Diluted by the three modes, goodness, passion, ignorance, the whole world does not know me who I am up who well sorry oh okay, sorry I just had a brain fart the, Did the, not stick the, the landing <laughs> the words started jumbling okay all right deluded by the three modes goodness passion ignorance the whole world does not know me who am above the modes and exhaustible in an inexhaustible <laughs> it's confusing not, it is, I feel like there's a word missing here it's, it's, no it's just continuing it but it's a little hard to read so no me yeah go ahead please the, the whole world God. does not know me who am above the modes and inexhaustible so Krishna is above the modes and inexhaustible right 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 and we don't oh. know him that's the gist so right because because of similar the, to the last verse right yeah because okay. of the corn and the hot Cheetos <laughs> and then the moldy, moldy Cheetos. Cheetos yeah we we get so confused and so diseased that we are not able <laughs> You're to. You're right. That's how we felt hearing her analogy. We were just so confused. <laughs> yeah, I know Wait. you loved my analogy. No, I did analogy. <laughs> I'm kidding, but, I, but I'm going off of the world is confused and diseased by the modes. So playing off of the... Touche. Yeah, Touche. Yeah. No, yeah. So, but this um, is very similar to the last verse, right? Yeah. If anything, you're good at bringing this text to life, Shama Sangeeta. Thank you. Very. I know you reached really hard for that compliment, no, but I, I didn't. <laughs> I promise you sincerely. But I'll take it. I will take it. And thank you so much. I appreciate you appreciating me. I appreciate <laughs> you appreciating me appreciating you. Oh my goodness <laughs> So the next time you're at a grocery store and you see flaming hot Cheetos, I want you to think of this podcast. Okay? You can think of the mode of passion. Do, do, no, don't, try not to eat them because have you guys had flaming hot, like a, ever had like a lump sum no. of flaming hot Cheetos? Don't do it. Don't do it. No, I, I no. We don't, I don't want to talk about the podcast. Okay, hey. go ahead. <laughs> so if we go on to talk about the purport of this text, um, the Prabhupada is talking about there are four different classes of men. And this is something we've talked about before, but here he kind of breaks it down based on the goodness, passion, and ignorance. So he says that um, those who are in the mode of goodness are called brahmanas. And we talked mm. about brahmanas before as being the scholars, the priests, priests, the yeah, these these kinds of people who are more in the mode of goodness. Yeah. Yes, knowledgeable. Right. Then those who are purely in the mode of passion are called chatriyas, and chatriyas are warriors. Those warriors. So Arjuna is a satriya. They have a lot of testosterone. Yes. <laughs> Not necessarily yeah. because women can also be chatriyas, but the the idea. I mean, women can have testosterone. Never mind. I take it all back. Yes, That's true. so yes, they're it's, just it's very strong warriors. Passion. It's like very like wow. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, good. wait, wait! Make a noise for a goodness, Shama. Oh yeah, what is it? 
Pika Pikachu. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. She put you on the spot and you gave up. Yeah, good job. Did it. That was good. That was good improv. Okay, so and you know, side note before you continue to the next class, also Arjuna's example shows you that you can channel your your nature into service because he's a satria and he's in the mode of passion but we're not saying don't have passion just be goodness arjuna's channeling his satria nature into fighting this war to support krishna to support goodness the reestablishment of of religiosity you know so yeah. you can use your nature in oh, yeah, yeah, anything yeah. well yeah. actually it goes on to explain that a little bit further like how anyways so these are the, the four classes right so we just said um mode of goodness what's Pika. the sound for it Pika, pika. Very good. <laughs> mode of passion. <laughs> you know, like a lot of fire, a lot of <laughs> right, the right. chatrias, right? And then we got uh, those who are in the modes of both passion and ignorance at the same time. Ra, called- Pikachu, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Pikachu. Passion and ignorance. Passion oh. and ignorance. We <laughs> she got excited. She really wanted to. Okay. <laughs> They're called vicious. All right. And vicious are usually merchants. Business people. Business people. Right. Yeah. So they have, they have that passion, but they're also kind of like, uh, a little bit of that ignorance is there yeah. too. So I don't know how else to put it. noise for vicious? Brains. No, that's, <laughs> no. that's completely ignorance. Yeah. That is. I was trying to do a zombie. Oh, uh, yeah. passion. No, no. By mercy. Give me the money. Uh, yeah. Show me the money. Show me the money. I'm mm-hmm. going once, going twice over there. I'm in the, like dealing a willing soul. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But anyways, you get the idea. <laughs> and then those who are completely in the mode of ignorance are called shudras, right? Mm. And we talked about those people, you know. It's laborers. not to say they're laborers. It's not necessarily they're a workers. bad quality. Yeah. It's just sort of this life in which you just work for like the basics you it's like a really cyclical lifestyle Mm -hmm. in which you're like i get up i work i make money i come back yep i eat i sleep i do i do the same things all the time it's kind of stuck Mm -hmm. in that ignorance of there's more you know yeah and if anyone found these noises offensive uh they were just supposed to be humorous because actually all (laughs) casts can be used in devotional service yes correct you know like merchants so many merchants are spiritualists who are actually using their talents for good so like and to be fair most of us are sudras because most of us are working class like Mm -hmm. just living everyday life in the rat race most of us i mean that's what Prabhupada says later on but anyways it also says that those who are um also sudras can be those who are uh of less than their animals or less than animal life so like plants trees that's another qualification right anyways it says however these designations are not permanent. Exactly. It may either I may either be a Brahmana, a Kshatriya, a Vaishya, or whatever. In any case, this life is temporary. But although life is temporary and we do not know what we're going to be in our next life by illusion, we consider ourselves in terms of these bodily conceptions of life. And we think that we're American, Indian, Russian, a Brahmana, a Kshatriya, a Shruddha, Hindu, Muslim, etc. And all these things. Mm. Mm. Right. We just slowly go becoming more and more entangled with the modes of material nature. Because the line that starts off this whole purport is the whole world is enchanted by the modes of material nature. Which it only just ends up bewildering us further and further to the point where we just totally lose sight and can't understand the transcendental spiritual nature so even though we're not these designations we just become slowly more and more entangled yeah i also think about this in like a practical sense like if we've had many many thousands of life life times what's the right mm-hmm. way of saying lives it? lives just lives Life. um what makes what means 
one in one of them you could have been a scholar in another yeah. you could have been a chatria in another one you could have been th- there's you've could have lived all through all of these yeah these are all just temporary to aid you in a particular purpose right yep like uh for arjuna he's a chatria that's helpful for him because he is now put in this position where he gets to have this amazing conversation with krishna yeah. right? right like these things are circumstantial based on desires and a bunch <laughs> of other things but they're not necessarily a designation that's like you are forever in the lowest class or this or that. Yeah. It's not about that, right? It's about understanding um, like wh- how we best fit in, like how how we can best be of service too, mm-hmm. right? Whether mm-hmm. we are the ones that want to teach others and give knowledge or whether we are the ones that want to protect others and be, you know, chatriyas. Or like these are just kind of to represent how we fit into society and how we can also elevate ourselves through understanding what our skills are, right? Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. totally. We talked about in one of the previous episodes that it's good if you can recognize what are your natural talents, skills, and gifts, because then you can take it a step further and recognize these were given to me by Krishna, who's the ability in man, who who gives us all of our skills. Let's use it in service because no matter what, how good of a singer, how charismatic we are, how good of a salesman we are, if we don't utilize that in service and to give back in some way, then what a waste. Yeah. What doesn't really matter? You're the most charming person out there. Whatever. That's true. Yeah. So going back to the verses, Krishna is just saying that he is above these three modes. Right. Right. Anything else for text number 13? I like how they talk about that. They talk about the material background. I like how they use the word background because they say when we become so confused by the modes of nature, we don't understand that behind the material background is the supreme personality of Krishna. So it's almost like a stage. This is all just a backdrop for us to, we have to understand we are just passengers in this world. We're here briefly to grow, evolve, and reconnect with our source. So this is all a background or a stage for us to do that. We're just in the Uber of life. The you Uber know? of life. Sometimes it's an Uber pool. Merrily, 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 <laughs> merrily. Life is but a, a dream. dream. All right. Text number 14. <laughs> Shall we? You know that children's song, Priya. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Text um, 14. Okay. This divine energy of mind, consisting of the three modes of material nature, is difficult to overcome. But those who have surrendered unto me can easily cross beyond it. Oh, I love this. So I know that Priya, you have a lot like a a, a take taking us through this, but I think overall, like these modes actually come from Krishna. Right. And the, like, I think I mentioned this before is like the modes are kind of run by this goddess named Maya. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so jump in at any point, but like God, like the goddess Maya, she is that material illusionary, illusory. Is that the right word? <laughs> illusionary. The first time it was illusionary. <laughs> She's that energy. Illusory. Right? Illusory. That's the oh, word. That's, that's the word. word. Yeah. So yeah. like Maya is like the <laughs> matrix, right? Like mm. Maya is like making sure that we are tr- like that we yes. are in the simulation. In the simulation <laughs> that we're attracted to all these material things because she is the most beautiful servant of Lord mm. Krishna. And she wants to make sure that our love for Krishna is very, very genuine. So she puts on this whole world and says, Go go crazy and we're attracted to all these things. But the only way to cross over like beat that energy, right? Is to surrender to Krishna, right? Is yeah. that kind of the analogy for no, this one? No, for sure, for yeah. sure. I mean, in the t- uh, you know, I always like to look at the Sanskrit a little bit just to understand it further. Yeah. Because the English translation says, this divine energy of mine. And when you look at the exact translation, it's saying, uh, it says this, my Maya. 
So like my energy, Maya is mm-hmm. another word for energy and this particular energy that you're, you're and it's a divine energy. Yeah. So how can you perceive this being in this sort of, uh, what do we call it? Uh, this illusion, this um, matrix, this matrix, this, uh, some people call it something else. I just said it. I forgot. Um, Rat race, my illusion, energy, <laughs> matrix. I can't think of the word. Red pill. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. It'll so it will come to me at another point, but yes. Um, why would this be a good thing, right? Why why would it be that it is good for us to be an illusion? And it's not necessarily that it's good for us, but it is sort of um, a big, big sort of uh, desire of us of ours to live in this material world, and that's part of its existence. And so Maya is a, a helper of Krishna, right? Uh, like an assistant or some yeah some demigoddess that mm-hmm. you could perceive that way. She reports to Krishna. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. and uh, and she's here to have that particular role of keeping the illusion, mm-hmm. right? And what can get us out of that illusion? Surrendering to Krishna, and then right. Krishna says to Maya, "Okay, let them go. Let them see. Let's see the blue pill or whichever one that's the correct yeah, pill yeah. that lets you see the reality." Yeah, um, because it takes a lot of knowledge to be able to accept the reality of this world. Oh, and it's yes. not that Krishna that's wants. True. Us to stay stuck in illusion, we have free will, and that's why we've said if we take one step towards Krishna, he'll take 10 steps towards us or a hundred or whatever. Yeah. He wants us to turn to him, but until we choose to break free from the bondages, from enjoying, from identifying with our senses, then we'll just continue in this spiral. You know, I just want to highlight the beginning of the purport highlights how difficult it is to break free of this nature because it says. We, the living entities, although we belong to the eternal, superior, spiritual nature of the Lord, we've been contaminated by the inferior nature. We come into contact with matter. So then our illusion is also eternal. We're eternally conditioned, meaning that becoming released from the clutches of material nature is very difficult. It's no easy task. We've been eternally conditioned. Can you guys speak for a second? What does that mean if someone hears we've been eternally conditioned? Because that's the beginning. We're starting to break down what's our exactly Ooh, our situation like Pavlov's here. dog. Okay, right? what does that even mean? Uh, so, okay, so there's this... No, wait, I, I might I get you. the experiment wrong, but essentially there was this man who was trying to... This man named Pavlov, <laughs> and he was trying to train his dog. And so every time it was time to eat, he rang a bell, right? Yeah. And yes. so he trained his dog that every time he hear, would hear the bell... It was time for the dog to eat. And sometimes where he didn't have any food out, he would still ring the bell, but the dog would start to salivate because the dog associated, he was conditioned to think, okay, now when the Mm -hmm. bell rings, it's time for me to eat. Exactly. So because Krishna is saying the illusory energy comes from me, Krishna is eternal. His material nature is also eternal, which means we've been eternally conditioned. So these are like Priya always gives the analogy of the ropes. The ropes have been existent for in existence for a long, long time throughout all of our millions of thousands of billions of births. Before we can even remember, we've been conditioned from the time yeah. we chose to like engage in this material world. And I want to enjoy. I want it's me, me, me. From the beginning of time immemorial, when we chose that, we've been conditioned. So that's why here they're saying getting released from these clutches. The clutches run deep and it's difficult to break free. So that material bell has been ringing. It's right? been ding, 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 ding. ding. And then we go... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it, right? It'd be great yeah, if you guys we were here it. to see the faces. Okay. You guys ready? <laughs> we start Priya, We didn't hear you do it. What is it? <laughs> I actually have a question for you. Okay, what's the question? Can I play devil's advocate and yes, say, of course. Why, why does Maya even exist? 
Ooh. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I can give you the spiritual reason, right? Okay. Like she is a demigod as exists, but you have to humor me for a second and mm. believe in Hinduism for just a moment, right? She is the demigod <laughs> that exists for the benefit of Krishna. She reports to the prime minister, right? Yeah. She's the secretary of illusion and she reports to the prime minister that is Krishna. And her job is to protect Krishna, to make sure that people who want to get to him really truly love him, right? Mm -hmm. And her job is to make it really hard so she'll throw out you know fancy cars and money and women and men and all this stuff at you you're kind of saying see, like are you sure you don't want this yeah you don't want you that. Want this you want are you this? sure you want this? Krishna it's her job it's, like, it's it, like that guy with the the coat that he opens the and all the coat. clocks yeah. <laughs> yeah. and there's a bunch of like like Rolex watches like yeah. fake Rolex in his trench coat yeah Maya's just like that man right. in that trench coat because Krishna is so <laughs> merciful he wants us so badly to come back to him that we really need to want to. It can't just be like, ah, I guess Krishna's an option for me. M maybe maybe yeah. I want fame, but I could want Krishna. I guess I want yeah. Krishna. No, you have to really want it. But you know what? Someone in this sage group that my mom and I helped mentor said, yeah, makes sense to me why it would be difficult. I mean, how hard do Olympic athletes train just to achieve all these goals in the material world, right? Yeah. How much does an Olympic athlete train? How much did you train when you oh were my going, God. like you got, like were qualified for the Argentine? Yeah, I was about to represent yeah. Argentina in the 2014 Olympics. I was talking to the Federation about to get a dual citizenship. And I basically, I would take my, in the morning, take my school books, my lunch, everything to the rink. And I would train eight hours a day, many sessions on the ice, on and off the ice. I would and get do home. School. Yeah, do school while Ooh. eating my lunch. Then I'd wow. get home, go to the gym to continue training, get home, repack my bag for the next day, doing that six days a week, 350 days a yeah. year. I, I mean, mean, everything. I, for sure. And, and that's and, it. Sorry, yeah. go ahead, no, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. What's, what were you doing that for? A piece of gold, right? What was I Prestige. Like, yeah. what, like, like, me, what, what, yeah, like, why, why, no, no, Olympic athlete who's training to do oh. this, what is the reward at the end of the day, truly? What right. is it? Right? Well, I mean, yeah, me personally, I, I, it wasn't, it wasn't prestige or the gold. In fact, I even thought of this when I tore the ligaments uh, that ended my career. Mm -hmm. I thought if I really try hard to get back on the ice, what will it be? Another medal in the closet that yes. won't, that won't satisfy me. I loved I loved the journey. I loved the discipline that it fostered. I loved training. Yeah. I really loved pushing myself to the extents of my mental and physical capacities. <laughs> you're an anomaly. You're, no, you're but, a spiritual. No, I think a lot of, a lot a of, lot of athletes. Yeah, a lot of athletes, athletes have that mindset. But like most athletes, no, 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 no. I think Shami is way more spiritual than the typical athlete that's trying to win, right? But typical, a typical athlete who's trying to strive for the Olympics, what do the they best. want? They want to be the so best. They want to be the best, but prestige, you have Mission. Right, that's true. Pieces that's true. of metal. Pieces yeah. of metal. <laughs> to give them a little credit, to, and not that I know so many of them, but to give a little credit, yes, it is about like getting to a place and reaching a certain goal. But in order to actually make it there, to be an Olympian, to be all of this, the amount of effort, so much that, work. The, 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 what right. Shamali was trying to say, I think it's like yeah. the, the concentration, the, the push that you have to do. It's a little bit of an experiencialist experience in it order is. for you to get to that level. It, but I'm not, I think you're, disqual you're disqualifying it by saying it's a spiritual experience. No, no, what no. What do you mean? Like, it's not like, no, I don't, I honestly don't know what you've been through, but like, but <laughs> there's so much work into it right there's so yeah. much discipline so much hard work but 
the result is like the, what you're striving for is not spiritual. Yes. I, I'm not saying right? that they're spiritual. I'm saying the process is right. a spiritual process. Because well, think about what we read in the Bhagavad Gita and how we talked about how like in order for us to even understand any of these things, we have to be disciplined. Right. We have to be focused. We have to be this. We have to be that. All of these qualifications that are literally physical qualifications that actually help prepare the mind to be able to understand the philosophy better. Right. Um, we can leave it at, you know what? It's very subjective in the, in the athlete's intention because you do have athletes that it's a very meditative thing and they feel that when you get in the quote unquote the zone the flow state as many sports psychologists call it that's the realm where the mundane or the material seeps into the spiritual and you can feel like something is taking over when you relinquish that control and I'm going to leave what I do up to a higher power so there's all sorts of things that many athletes talk about but ultimately yes it's not it's not the ultimate goal of life so the, the yes. whole main point on that was how much do we train for things that aren't even pure love of God so love of God is not a cheap experience so if we're going to invest so much effort to become the best in our scope the best CEO the best athlete the best whatever you do in this realm just imagine dedicating yourself and developing love of God is no cheap thing. And I mean, for myself personally, many of the qualities that I cultivated through ice skating, I'm super grateful for because then I can dovetail it in Krishna consciousness and feel like that determination, that focus, all those things that I cultivated, learning about the inner workings of my mind and how to control it under pressure, totally connect to this philosophy to meditation to yoga and to bring it back to to kind of connect it back to what we were saying we were saying that maya is like a bodyguard or like distraction in front of saying like do you really want it do you really not right and so i mean for for something that might be more applicable to all of us did the journey of finding a life partner it wasn't easy. It took a lot of effort. It took a lot of like, are you sure you want this? Are you sure you want that? Like a lot of that. And maybe that's like not obviously not the same as reaching Krishna in any capacity, but it gives you an idea of like, it takes effort to get to so much hard work. Yeah. So much yeah. hard right. work to get to that love, right? That eternal love. And so, right. and so going back to back, back to the point for the text, it's, um, Prabhupada oh, right. here. Yeah, I forgot where we were for a second. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of wanted to bring it back. <laughs> so Prabhupada, Prabhupada is uh, here saying something kind of important. So Maya is kind of a magician, the supreme magician, right? Because she's like, well, would you like this? And then your hand disappears. Would you like that? Are you sure you want Krishna? Like she's putting yeah. all these tricks and things in front of Ooh. your face to really test your faith, test your conviction to want to go towards Krishna, right? I do think they're, they're saying the <clears throat> background of Maya is the supreme magician or the personality of Godhead, who is Ma. Oh yeah, Maheshwara. I do agree with Chamli on this. So Maya behind is illusion. Maya is Krishna, who is the supreme magician. But I like oh, how oh, you oh, worded oh. it because in that way, yeah. Maya can be a magician also. I, I see, I see I that see. because she definitely she, has she the literally code, is like, right? do you want this yeah. flower? Do you want this poof bunny? Do you want this illusion? So <laughs> she can be bunnies? seen as a magician. Right, 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 right. But then here it says, although Maya illusion is false or temporary, the background of Maya is the supreme I see, magician. I see. Krishna through her. Right. Behind. Is, I see, exactly. I see, I see, I see, She's his devotee and he's the background, the supreme magician orchestrating his will through her. Yeah. So gotcha, there's gotcha, the personality gotcha. got it. And you know, Priya, to your question you had asked earlier, what is, playing devil's advocate, what is the purpose of Maya? Here, there, one line above that, they're saying, being conducted by divine will, material nature, although inferior, also another purpose is it acts so wonderfully in the construction and destruction of the cosmic manifestation break that down what does that mean what does that that mean that was a lot of words material nature (laughs) even though it's not part of krishna's superior energy it's inferior material nature we're talking about 
The world. The world. Okay. The world, the world that we live in. Maya, the modes of material nature. Uh, Passion, within this ignorance. scope, right? That all acts to create and destroy the cosmic manifestation so we can almost have a, a playground to enact our desires. evolution, our desires, and ultimately, hopefully, break free and choose Krishna. Yeah. Gotcha. This is our playground, the cosmos. It's like a... Like, I wouldn't say playground. It's like a false sense of playground. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a fake it's playground. A mirage. Yeah. It's a mirage. And once you get there, you're going to realize, oh man, that's not water. That was just a total <laughs> right, mirage yeah, right. and I'm still thirsty. Yeah. yeah. And know? at the end of the day, like you, so you're setting, you're setting up like what the, the world looks like. And then Maya is sort of like the one in charge. Maya is the one yes. kind right. of saying like, this is the mirage. Do you want the mirage or do you want the yeah. real stuff? Like, right. what do you right. want? Right. Remember with all demigods though, they all still get their powers. From, from Krishna. Krishna. They right? are within the jurisdiction of Maya. Yeah. And so bringing it back to the last line of the verse, he says, Krishna says, but those who have surrendered onto me can easily cross behind it. Yes. Right. Mm. So he is the one, the magician who's actually pulling all of the strings too. You know yeah. what I mean? And can so, I, oh, yeah, go sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, to add to that, it says, because the bound cannot help the bound, the rescuer must be liberated. What? What? The bound and the what's happening? <laughs> say that again. The bound so, and the bound. So let's say that there's two people tied to ropes. They cannot help each other out. Mm. So whoever is going to rescue them has to not mm. be bound, right? So they have to be liberated in the sense because we're talking about bound as in like materially bound. So like, say there's two people who have handcuffs and they're sitting on chairs, right? Yeah. They can't help each other exactly. get untied. But someone who is untied, which is don't liberated, they're not. They don't have the handcuffs of the material Boom. world. They can help yeah. them. And Krishna is here saying that such a person is actually uh, only Krishna or a representative of Krishna, such as a spiritual teacher. And the reason wow. Priya, this point makes so much sense because another word for the modes of material nature, which we've talked about, goodness, passion, ignorance is guna. Guna literally means rope. So that's why it's understood that our, our soul is tightly roped by the ropes of illusion holding us down. And that's why the metaphor of then the man who has his hands and feet bound up, he cannot free himself. They're bound by the modes, by the gunas, which literally means rope. Going back to your handcuff analogy, right? So yeah. if there's dude A, yeah. dude A on one chair, handcuffed. Dude B, yeah, another chair, handcuffs. Uh huh. You're saying that the person who doesn't have the handcuffs can untie them both. Yeah, and that person is usually a representative of Krishna, such as a spiritual teacher. Boom. That's yes. big because That's they big. are not bound by the material yes, world. They're right. not. They're not like giving up further. Like they're not like, oh, I need to eat so much. I'm gonna overeat. I'm right. not. I, they're not controlled by the senses. They're not controlled by the modes. They really are super singly, singularly focused yes. on the mission of understanding Krishna right. and sharing that with others. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's the way we get closer and like deeper in our own spiritual journey is learning from people mm -hmm. who know a lot more than us. Yeah, it's like saying the blind leading the blind. So this line I love, I'm going to read it again, what you had read, Priya. The bound cannot help the bound. The rescuer, the rescuer then must be liberated. So I remember seeing a bumper sticker on a car saying, don't follow me, I'm lost. So we need someone who has the roadmap. And this I love that. Bhagavad Gita is literally giving us the roadmap. Yeah, you know what? I wish we had read that line from the earlier part because it makes a lot more sense. Let me read it one more time. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. we've read it twice now, but listen, Repetition. Man, are you going to say bound again? Yes, I'm about to say it three, okay. three four times. Ready? Great. A man bound by the hands and feet cannot free himself. He must be helped by a person who is unbound because the bound cannot help the bound. The mm. rescuer must be liberated. It makes much more sense <laughs> All than the rest this handcuff of it. analogy makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. And it's beautiful. Anything else? After that, they say Krishna being the lord of the illusory energy. 
can order his insurmountable energy to release the conditioned soul. So he really orders this release out of his causeless mercy on the surrendered soul. So once we surrender unto him, like Krishna, I'm tired of this material world. Please save me. He definitely wants to, wants, he's hoping, he's just there waiting for us to take that turn, that step towards him. And out of his paternal affection for us, the living entity, who were originally like the beloved son of the Lord, then he's just going to bestow his mercy and help us. You know, my spiritual master used to say, and he was such an elevated soul, he would say, I myself, I am no one great. I am no one special. It is just mercy that carries me. So in that state of complete surrender and humility, we call out for mercy because we realize on our own, I don't know. I it's don't hard. know what's happening. We're handcuffed. We can't we do anything. We are handcuffed. Yeah. Also, like just a super fun fact, a random fun fact, um, both Brahma and Shiva, who mm. are widely considered to be like powerful deities in mm. Hinduism. Yep. They're part of the Trinity. So um, Brahma is the creator. Uh, Vishnu is the maintainer, Vishnu or Krishna, and Shiva is the destroyer, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and they're known usually at the same level, but yes. go ahead. They're usually known at the same level in Hinduism in some aspects. You know, the Hinduism is a big religious, yeah. you know. But here, uh, Prabhupada is clarifying that Brahma and Shiva are are under Vishnu. They're under Krishna. They're they're his servants. And they are also influenced by Maya themselves. Wow. Right. That's big actually. That's I've never heard huge. that before. Yeah. That these really big demigods, like demigods in mm. Hinduism, they're part of the Trinity, right? They Prabhupada's saying that these two are also under the influence of Maya. Whereas the only person who's not is Krishna or Vishnu. Yeah. That, I've never heard that before. That's really cool. Yeah, that's cool. really cool. I have a question for you guys under the theme of this text. Yes. Have you guys ever felt you were in a situation in life where, because here they're saying it's so difficult. Life is so difficult. It's like an ocean of suffering that we can't cross unless we're surrendered unto him. And we talked about we're bound up and we need to get help from someone who's free or liberated. Has there been a moment where you've been in a really difficult situation? You felt by a stroke of mercy or light, some someone, Krishna sent someone to help you, to, to assist you on this difficult path, to set you free. Like a moment where you felt like, wow, Krishna is there totally just <laughs> guiding me and is real. Oh, yeah. I know there's probably so many little moments that on the spot is hard to think of just one. I think everyone on their path will be like, you have tons of little moments of miracles that it all collectively accumulates to being like, whoa, I've been guided every step of the way and I'm in Krishna, the palm of his hand, and he's just guiding me. Mm -hmm. There's there's no moment that Krishna lets us go and is like, figure it out, loser. You turned away from me, <laughs> drown. Like, I no. I love this notion of Krishna saying, figure it out, loser. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's yeah. a loving, compassionate God that literally is always there. He's not a detached, uninvolved parent. It's not just like when we're crying, crying, like Krishna, help me. Then he'll be compassionate. Figure He's always loser. compassionate. <laughs> Do you want to go? I mean, I'm going to say this for both of us and you correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, but I think we both have experienced many times in our lifetimes when Krishna has intervened. And right. I'm talking about Shama Sankita and I, because I'm going to make, I'm going to say something that yeah, you're going to yeah, understand yeah. why I'm saying this. Oh boy. But we both PG. have, <laughs> we both have goldfish memories. I don't know yeah. if you can think of something right now, but for oh, me, yeah. the moment you asked this question, I was like, <laughs> I know for a fact that there's been many times in my life where I was like, wow, Krishna's here. 
Like he's always protecting me. Mm -hmm. There's always some, like someone or something that happens in a way where I feel very protected, mm -hmm. but I cannot think of a single moment right now off the top of my head. And it's just like my memory. Right, so, right. I can think of one. Oh, oh, nice. Okay. So imagine me handcuffed to a chair, right? The only person that can <laughs> help me. Is this a makeup memory or like a radio? No, keep I, it PG. All right. Are you making this up or is no, this no, real? This is, I'm taking the metaphor and turning into a story. Okay. Why do both of you just look at me <laughs> like I'm crazy? No, you said imagine your handcuffs. So I was like, oh, are we imagining a pretend story or a real story? A little bit of both. A little from, <laughs> okay. little from column A, a little from column B, okay? <laughs> All right. So, anyway, so I'm trying to get unbound, right? So okay. I think the closest to this was right after I graduated college. And you know, when you graduate, you're like kind of, you're like 22. You don't know who you are. And it's very confusing. And so I remember being helped out with, uh, by my mentor in, mm. in the Bhakti tradition. Her name is Radha Bhakti. And she's, she helped me so much with just the confusion of life because a mm. lot of life is very confusing, right? you know? And so I remember being so confused about who I was supposed to be with, what kind of, what kind of career I was supposed to have. Like, how do I find Krishna? Like I'm also doing all of these things that I, that it's not considered Krishna conscious. Like, how do I still be a spiritual person? Like mm. she like helped me and like, help me understand. And like, she was, I think very unbound as a person. And so I feel like because she was the way that she was and so, so faithful mm. and so much courage in her faith, like she was able to help me loosen at least one of the handcuffs. I think one of them is <laughs> still tied back there. But I think that like people who know more and have more faith and like have lived through stuff, mm. you know, can really mm. help you with your own path. And so that's what happened for me. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm Beautiful. so sorry for putting you into hey, the goldfish analogy. Mostly me and you are goldfishes. So most of the time it's, you're on point yeah <laughs> okay oh. yeah you know what the takeaway i think for everybody find someone in your life who's a little bit more unbound than you and seek advice from them yes yeah. we're go we're diving into this spiritual text that delivers information that can unbound yourself and and your whole life so spread it to someone that you feel is like really going through it really in the ringer yeah i mean most people out there are suffering you know yeah i think i think the call to action is twofold right mm. so like if you know someone who is like interested in spirituality or have uh, like has these questions like you can be that person for them yeah. and also if you want to go deeper in your own spirituality you know someone who knows a lot more than you please reach out because i know that person would be dying to help you yeah. just reach out and ask yeah see if there's a bhakti yoga community close to where you are where you can go seek advice from from monks from teachers there that they know more maybe they have a book that you can continue reading yourself and try to see is there a step where you can go a little deeper all right and priya yes so, final I point mean, before we close out yes so um i love this line i think you Anyways, I love this line. It's uh, It says, freedom is possible only by understanding Krishna. So to mm. kind of put it all together, being bound and all of this, the more we learn about Krishna, the more we are able to be free yeah. from suffering, from all these things. And that's what we're doing right now. So thank mm. you so much for listening. Thank, thank you so much you for guys. being here. And we'll be back with the next episode, chapter seven, text number 15. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Bye. See you next time. Bye. Hello, beautiful souls. If you like what you're hearing, please follow us on Instagram at 
Modern Yogi Podcast. And if you love what you're hearing, please make sure to share a link to our podcast at Modern Yogi Podcast with all your friends, families, and long lost cousins. And if you have any questions at all, send us a DM on Instagram at Modern Yogi Podcast and we'll be sure to get back to you. Thank you for listening to The, the Modern, Modern Yogi. Yogi.